a greyhound to the county line. She's reading Marx and Lenin all the time. She says, Jesus freak, you're such a fool. I say, Satan loves you, thinks you're cool. She's a socialist of the highest degree. I'm a communist. Her mother hates me. You're an anarchist. You don't want anything from me. I'm a Satanist. At least that's what I think I might be. That's Vix. That's Asher. And this is Speak Speak of the the Devil. The satanic podcast so chill that we haven't updated in We don't know. Yes. Yes, we are sorry, folks. Um, This has partly been a function of us having just repeated technical difficulties and trouble with equipment um yep this is being recorded on a cell phone now because none of our other gear is really working yep so sorry about the quality uh we figured it would be better to try and make something yep (laughs) and so here we are um yeah um but we have kept busy um the church has definitely been growing god so much yeah, um, during this, uh, these many months of quarantine and social upheaval and all kinds of other, um, intense yep. craziness, both good and bad, uh, yep. we've ended up, I mean, as we've been forced to be a virtual congregation, yeah. we've been able to bring in lots of people from around the country and uh, even internationally. Yeah, and so that's cool. Yeah, so as a result, we really have grown, and that has kept us quite busy as well. Yep. Um, And initially we wanted to do an episode on the protests in Black Lives Matter. But, well, (laughs) for one thing, we're a little late to the party. For another, we kind of we felt that we didn't necessarily have anything new to contribute. Yes. Other than Satan said black lives matter and support the protesters. And, um, yes, that we are for them. Yes, exactly. Um, also I hope that we don't end up having to do an episode about this in the coming weeks, but, on that note, the FBI has been coming around and talking to people who were involved in the protests or who might know people who were involved in the protests. And um, they're really, really trying to crack down on folks in the wake of that now. So so if the cops or the FBI come to your door, don't talk to them. Yep. Uh, tell them that you want a lawyer and then don't say anything else. Yep. Don't invite them in. Say that you don't consent to a search. If they want to come in, ask for a warrant. And if they don't have one, they can't come in. Yep. And talk to a lawyer. Yep. (sighs) All of that said, 
we have kind of a wacky episode planned today. Because we thought everyone could use some... Levity? Yep, in the midst of all this weirdness. So... Yeah, um, I feel like this is also an episode that I previously hesitated to do, because I felt like we should do lots and lots of research on this, but... That's if one wants an academic approach to the topic. And what I realized is I myself actually am kind of a source on this um, as a person who went to Waldorf schools. Yep. Kindergarten through 10th grade. So, yeah, that that's right. Today we're talking about Waldorf education and yep. Rudolf Steiner and how it's all... Wacky. Weird occultism. <laughs> yes. So Basically. So, um, shall we start off with the most obvious question? Um, what's the most obvious question? So what is a Waldorf school? What the fuck is a Waldorf school? <laughs> That's a good question. There's a lot of ways to answer it. Waldorf schools are... First of all, very expensive private schools. Mm -hmm. In the U.S., they're called Waldorf schools. Elsewhere in the world, they tend to be called Steiner schools, I believe. Mm -hmm. They market themselves as kind of a, like, secular, humanist, like, alternative, arts-based form of education. Mm -hmm. A lot of people hear Waldorf and they go, oh, isn't that like Montessori? And... It really isn't, except on the level of being sort of an alternative education system. Yeah. I thought that Montessori and Waldorf were, like, deadly enemies. Um, I don't know if there is, like, a Waldorf-Montessori feud, but it wouldn't surprise me. If only because I feel like on, like, the capitalistic level, they kind of compete for the same students. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like kids of rich people who think that their children are very special and mm -hmm. shouldn't go to a normal-ass school. My family certainly wasn't actually rich, um, mm -hmm. and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that as this goes on. We were middle class, but, like, I really don't feel that my parents had any business spending that much money on something so useless as Waldorf education turned out to be. Yeah, imagine how much money they could put to your grad school. Yeah, and just, like, my college and my little brother's college. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but, so, we know what it bills itself as. It's, yeah. like, foofy art. Foofy, night. like, arts-based, like, you know... Gentle. humanistic, hippie-ish seeming, gentle seeming. Yeah. Yeah. What it actually is, is based on the philosophy of 19th century Austrian occultist Rudolf Steiner. Rudolf Steiner. Yes. If anyone has heard of theosophy or of Madame Helena Blavatsky... Steiner 
used to sort of be a protege of Blavatsky. But he left because... Well, he left basically because Blavatsky, like, and Theosophy was too sexy and not racist enough for him. Yep. He pretty much got mad that Blavatsky was so interested in Eastern philosophy and strongly felt that the West is the best and that it wasn't really worth it to look at occult traditions from other parts of the world. Yep. Because he was fucking racist. So he founded this thing called Anthroposophy. Yep. And then, so, as I said, I I didn't really do research for this episode. Because I'm pulling on my own experiences and just, like, kind of what I I know. Yeah. So I apologize if I make errors. Um, But I believe what happened was um, he got asked to start a school for the children of cigarette factory workers healthy at a place that was called waldorf Uh. um and so he kind of had this like captive audience of children like working class children who he could test out his theories of child development and education on so that's kind of how waldorf started and the waldorf schools as i've come to understand them they really exist to spread anthroposophy yep which You know, they act like it's a secular and, like, sort of non... What's what's the word I want? Non-religious? Non-sectarian, non-religious. Yeah. They're like, oh, this isn't Christian, this isn't... It's, they think of it as a, they'd say it's a philosophy. They're like, oh, it's a philosophy, it's not a religion. But it, it's it's pretty much a heretical form of Christianity. Yep. Um, You've got, like... Definitely a lot of theosophy in there, Rosicrucianism, which, I mean, not that that's exactly a real thing, but sort of the ideas of Rosicrucianism and Hermeticism. I mean, pretty, like, kind of standard Western esoteric stuff. Yep. A lot of it, although with Steiner's own, like, wacky, wacky take. I feel like I have a guess here. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like... Probably Steiner was too anti-Semitic to use any Kabbalism. I think you're probably right. I definitely, you know, as I've learned about Kabbalah, Mm -hmm. I have not, like, recognized anything from, like, oh, hey, I learned that in Waldorf. Yeah. Unlike a bunch of other things. Yeah. Um... That I've recognized as I've learned about occultism as an adult. Also, I just had a really wacky thought, which was a, like, weird alternative education system that, like, teaches children somehow based on the Sephirot. I mean... I, I feel like it will happen eventually. Oh, yeah. Just because of the nature of reality. It really will. And I'm I'm not sure it's a great idea, but... It seems inevitable. Yep. Yeah. What is being in a Waldorf school like? Well, I mean, when you're in kindergarten, it kind of seems awesome. Uh Uh-huh. I would definitely say that, like, the kindergarten experience is the high point of Waldorf. Pretty much everyone I know who has been in Waldorf looks back on kindergarten very uh, fondly. um, Because it's like... 
the classrooms are all painted in these like beautiful soft pastel colors and um you know there's like all these little like dolls made out of like natural fibers but they don't have faces well they don't have faces which is a little well mm, yes and no okay sometimes they don't have faces but like okay they don't always not have faces it's not like the amish thing oh okay i thought they weren't allowed to have faces there might be some point in child development where they think that the dolls aren't supposed to have faces. Okay. But I definitely remember, like, they were very, like, minimalistic little faces okay. on the Waldorf dolls that we had in kindergarten, but they were there. Yeah. Sorry. It was, yeah. It, no, it's an understandable mistake to make. Um, but, yeah, like, it would always smell like fresh baking bread. Um in the hallways at the school and like there's a lot of singing and it's it's just all very like soft and lovely and they tell you fairy tales mm-hmm. um you know compared to the atmosphere of a public school mm-hmm. with fluorescent lights and linoleum floors yeah. it's very beautiful so you can see how parents are kind of like yeah seduced into it because uh, let's face it a lot of schools kind of look like feel like and in some cases are run like prisons these days yep um so yeah like at first it seems really kind of cool yep i would say that like the more you start to be a human being who actually wants to think for yourself Mm -hmm. the less pleasant it is um Mm -hmm. There's just, there's so many restrictions. You're not supposed to watch television at all. We weren't supposed to use computers. I'm sure that now they're trying to stop the children from using smartphones. (laughs) By the way, what's really hilarious is, Mm -hmm. of course, during this pandemic, everyone has to, you know, do remote learning. And the Waldorf schools just, oh, they really don't want to have online classes. Yep. They really don't want to. Um, so they're trying to do things like, oh, can we have outdoor classes? And Oh, dear. No, it, it's actually terrible. And um, the public health menace aspect of Waldorf schools is very real. There's a lot of anti-vaxxers in there. There are a lot of people who kind of only want to use homeopathy to treat their children and or curative eurythmy, which eurythmy is like, the stupidest looking form of occult interpretive dance that you can imagine. And it's a big part of Waldorf. We'll get into it. Talking about Waldorf is so hard because even beginning to explain what it is, is like so involved. Um, Yeah. So yeah, like there, like I was saying, there's things about it that are kind of cool. Like you're gardening, you're baking bread, you're like learning how to knit and sew. And, mm-hmm. um, you have these like weird special classes that none of your friends who go to other schools have like form drawing and veil painting and the dreaded eurythmy. Yep. Um, So, like, honestly, when I think about how many class periods per week were devoted to just completely unacademic stuff, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of amazed that my education has been as good as it is. 
Yeah. Um, because, you know, literally, like, a lot of, a lot of, like, completely unacademic stuff. Woodworking, um, handwork, which is, like, the knitting, sewing, crocheting type class, gardening, and eurythmy, um, Mm -hmm. which it turns out this really humiliating looking form of dance or movement or whatever they want to call it is supposed to help you with your future incarnations because because i don't know because of course it is um so and from what you've told me it really is fundamentally all about those future incarnations it is uh all about the future incarnations now they they don't they don't tell you this when you are a child in Waldorf or when you're a parent in Waldorf, unless you're a parent who kind of shows a positive interest in anthroposophy yep. and who they can, they can like tell that they can get you to drink the Kool-Aid basically. Yep. Um, my mom was actually pretty into it at a certain period of time. Um, although she actually, she um. stopped being into it. Mm-hmm. Um, right, you're reminding me that my mother's pronouns are now Z. Yes. I apologize. Yes, my my parents just came out as non-binary. And actually, I say parent, but Z still accepts mother as a descriptor. Anyway, um... But yeah, Z was into Waldorf. Was into Anthroposophy. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, mom was getting, like, the anthroposophical, um, mm-hmm. magazine, and what they would do is, instead of mailing it to our address, they would, um, leave the magazine on the desks of the children whose parents were subscribed to it, mm-hmm. and, you know, expect us to bring it home to our parents and never look at it. And I, I kind of got in trouble for reading it. Reading it, yeah. Because I I read it a little bit, and yeah. then I found out that they were sorting all of the students based on the four humors. Yep. Which is is really stupid. Yep. It's like Hogwarts houses, except it's medieval medicine. Yep. That's not a very good way to explain it. It's complete pseudoscience. It's entirely discredited. Basically, it, there was a theory of personality classification yeah. based on, like, how much of different fluids you had in your body. Yep. So, for instance, if you had a lot of blood in your body, then you were sanguine, and this made you, like, cheerful and slutty, basically. Yep. <laughs> I'm sanguine. If we were going to classify you, then... Yes, then I would be saying... Then, yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't really work. work, because much like Hogwarts houses, it's made-up shit, yo. Um, yep. And made up by problematic people, much like Hogwarts houses. Oh. <sighs> anyway, so, yeah, they, they don't really, like, explain to you what they're doing. Yeah. Although... Apparently, if you make it all the way through senior year of high school in Waldorf, uh-huh. the very last, like, 
so they don't have semesters. They have what they call, I think, blocks. And they're uh-huh. like a month-long course, kind of. Okay. So the last block, um, they supposedly introduce you to anthroposophy and explain to you what they've been doing to you for the last, you know, for your 12 whole years. Okay. Um, or so. That's not terrifying <laughs> at all. Yeah. And actually, I say 12 years, but it, it's actually like 14 years if you do two years of Waldorf kindergarten and then get through 12th grade. Yep. Uh, and it's always supposed to be two years of kindergarten, which is another, like, weird thing about Waldorf. They hold everyone back. So all Waldorf children are, like, a year older than kids in their grade in normal fucking schools. Yep. Um, they, you know, they act like they nurture creativity and imagination so much, but they're actually very restrictive. Yeah, um, oh, wait, you're not supposed to draw faces. Is that no, wrong? you're not supposed to draw faces. Exactly. Okay, that's The dolls can have faces. You're not supposed to draw faces. Okay. Um, and, like, yeah, so there's, like, it, you can draw faces literally when you're a senior in high school. And what happens if you draw faces before that? Which demon possesses you? I don't know which demon possesses you in that case. I do know that if you learn how to read... Before um, all of your adult teeth have come in, Mm -hmm. which should be about second grade, Mm -hmm. is their sort of guesstimate of when that'll be. Uh Um, Then you get possessed by Luciferic beings. And guess who was an early reader? I was an early reader, so, you know, maybe they were right. Um, Yeah, I learned to read before I was supposed to. And then I was very bored while everyone else was learning to read and reading ahead. Um, they didn't want you to draw faces. They didn't want you to use the color black or brown. Mm. If that sounds vaguely racist, you're on the right track. God damn it! Um, yeah. Uh, what else? Like I said, you're not supposed to really, like consume media or yeah you know and then before a certain age you're not supposed to play with balls over a certain size (sighs) yeah if like this is actually something that my mother got in trouble when z was like um volunteering to help with the aftercare the the daycare Mm um yeah z got in trouble for letting children play with balls that were the wrong size because supposedly like it was too much like the size of a human head and the theory was that this would make the children like violent think about decapitation and i don't know like make them violent or traumatize them or something yep um so that's cuckoo that sounds really cuckoo and then you've told me the thing where like your social studies classes are really really racist um uh, kind of like the history. Yeah, that And, thing. like, yeah. Well, it, how do you mean? Well, like, where there's the grade... Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought where... that's what you were asking about. Yeah, so, um, I found out from looking... I've done, like, a bit of research on what Steiner was actually into, and I often have to stop because 
it's kind of mildly traumatic. <laughs> but based on the site Waldorf Watch, which is very well cited, the curriculum is very much organized around this racist theory of human development mm-hmm. corresponding to childhood development. So yeah. you learn at different you learn about different civilizations at different ages because they think that the age of the child corresponds to like the sophistication of the civilization. Yep. So in kindergarten they uh I I can't even really say that they teach you about Native Americans because it's all like completely inaccurate but they sort of talk about Native Americans a lot when you're in kindergarten. Yep. So that's horrifically offensive. Yep. Um, when you're in third grade, you learn stories from the Hebrew Bible. Yeah. When you're in fourth grade, you learn Finnish and Norse mythology. Ah, yes. When you're in fifth grade, you learn about um, Greek mythology and also Hindu mythology. And by the way, well, wait for it, though. Of course. That might sound less racist, but it's really, really not. Because um, they, they, like, misunderstood the word Aryan. Yep. And uh, decided that, I guess, like, Krishna was white or something. I mean, yeah. obviously he's blue, so that's extra stupid. But, but there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you get the idea. It's it's very Eurocentric. Yeah. Um, It's actually very white supremacist in these ways that are just, like, embedded yeah. in the curriculum. And so there's sort of a plausible deniability. Um, yeah. But... What it actually all comes down to is that Rudolf Steiner thought that skin pigmentation was sort of inversely proportional to spiritual development um, because he thought that in order to be dark skinned, you had to be expending psychic energy to darken your own skin. Literally. Yeah. Like, he thought that if you had a lot of melanin, it wasn't, you know, that you had a lot of melanin. He thought that you were, like, constantly, actively driving melanin melanin into your skin. And therefore, white people are the best in his fucked up little Austrian mind. Because they're not wasting energy on that. So, I know, right? Like, what does one even... Also, like, if they're constantly expending psychic energy to do it, wouldn't their, like, psychic muscles be... I know, right? Everything about it is incredibly stupid. I hate it. And also, I don't know, as I was just recounting that stupidity, I was like, wow, if you followed that theory, wouldn't you, like, ask yourself if, like, maybe that's an important task? Yeah. You know, like, huh, maybe maybe there's a reason 
to do that? I don't know. Also then, like, what the fuck is a freckle? I don't know, but I bet that if I wanted to get into Steiner, he has a really stupid idea about what freckles are. Because this man had a really stupid idea about everything. Yep. Also, It's really funny because Steiner fans will be like, oh my god, he was a genius. He had wonderful ideas about everything. Because of course they are. What were you going to say? I was going to say, also, didn't his dumbass ideas about farming um, Nazis... Um, yes. So he, he invented what's called biodynamic farming, um, which is still popular among some people for some reason. But yeah, the Nazis got really into it because, um, you know, Ecofascism is a thing. Yep. And it's been a thing since the literal Third Reich. Um, yep. This sort of like idea of being like healthy and natural and, you know, working the land and blood and soil kind of nonsense um, really appealed to them. So yes. actually. While, so, in Waldorf School, they'll try to tell you that, like, Steiner was sort of persecuted by the Nazis and that, you know, Anthroposophy was persecuted by the Nazis. Um, Technically, it's kind of true because eventually the Nazis banned, like, any organization that wasn't, like, a Nazi party organization. But mm-hmm. it took them a really long time to ban Anthroposophy compared to everything else. Yep. And they had uh, biodynamic farms at some of the concentration camps, notably yep. Dachau, I believe. Yes, so... So that's horrifying. Up. Yeah. Um, also, like... Yeah. Biodynamic farming, from what little I've read about it, is literally just, like, magic farming. Yep. Like, you... It, it spells straight up. Good. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I'm not saying magic farming couldn't be, like, good. But people who insist that it's evidence-based and sensible, it's kind of like, mm. And I don't know, I feel like modern science-based agriculture, you can still use spells. And exactly, right? Like... You might actually get yields that are enough to feed an actual human population. Yeah. And to be fair, I haven't, like, looked into statistics on the efficacy of biodynamic farming. Um, But as far as I can tell, it's pretty stupid. Yeah. Um, They had us... One thing that they do in Waldorf schools is they tend to um, send all of the third graders on a field trip to a biodynamic farm. And put them to work. So... Child labor. Yeah, my my proposed slogan for Waldorf when I was in third grade on that trip was Waldorf, better education through child labor. Yep. Yeah, one of the features of biodynamic farms is they like to still use, like, instead of mechanized uh, farming, they'll, like, literally plow with horses and shit. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's, it's kind of cool that, yep. like, I got to help plow a field with a horse, I guess. 
I guess it's also kind of cool on some level that I've mucked out an entire, like, um, uh, what is the term I want? Paddock mm-hmm. of horse and cow shit when I was yeah. only in third grade. That's not an experience most city slicker kids get, I imagine. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's a very, very strange yeah. system. Every now and then, I start to go back down the rabbit hole and read up more on what Steiner's actual occult philosophy is. Although, I have to admit, I haven't actually read any Steiner yet. I think, well, for one thing, from the quotes Mm -hmm. that I've read from him, it seems to be unreadable. Like, this is not a, this is not an enjoyable writing style. Yeah. And also, I just, I feel like it would be a little traumatic. Yeah. And I, I keep saying traumatic, and... I have mixed feelings about using that word for my Waldorf experience Mm -hmm. because it wasn't a great experience. Mm -hmm. I think I possibly could have been a happier kid if I was in a different setting. Well, I mean, they actively, like, you were a depressed child, yes? Okay, well, that is something that we should talk about. Because this this seems... This is pretty messed up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was, I definitely was like a little kid with clinical depression. Yeah. And so they decided that meant I was a melancholic child. Yeah. This goes back to that four humors thing earlier. Yep. Melancholic. That means you have a have, lot of phlegm, right? Uh, black bile. Ah. Whatever black bile is. Phlegm is phlegmatic. Sorry. Phlegmatics are like the chill fat kids. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, there's also like physical traits. Yep. Connected to all of them, too. Which is, like, also stupid and problematic. Yep. Like, these bitches are probably into phrenology. Probably. Anyway, so I was melancholic. And um, I was also being bullied. And none of the teachers ever really helped me. And I didn't really put those things together until I read on Waldorf Watch that there's kind of a policy of non-interference with melancholic children because the belief is that a melancholic child is atoning for the sins of past existences and Mm -hmm. like working through really bad karma like possibly being a murderer or something and so the best and kindest thing you can do is just like let them suffer in childhood so that hopefully by adulthood they will have worked out all their karma And so when I read about that and thought about the way that, like, I was treated as a child getting bullied, I was a bit horrified. But yeah, I guess, like, it becomes more traumatic the more I read about it. Yeah. Because things that I'm like, well, you know, that wasn't fun, but, you know, it it kind of just seemed like... (sighs) proverbially speaking, an act of God or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, it wasn't really, like, anyone's fault. Yeah. End up being kind of, like, more malignant than I ever imagined. Yeah. And so in some ways, like, I'm kind of scared to keep reading up on it in case I keep finding out just, How you know, fucked up your childhood was? Yeah. Um, there are, yeah. like... I mean, the one thing I will say is that I didn't suffer academically as much as one might imagine. Yep. Um, But I think that's partly because... You're naturally inquisitive. And I'm just an academic type person. Yeah. 
I mean, honestly, you put me in an academic setting. I'm not saying I'm going to get straight A's, but pretty close. Yeah. Because I'm just like that. And a lot of people who I knew in Waldorf weren't so much like that. Yeah. Um, another really unfortunate thing is sometimes people get it into their head that it's like a special school. Yep. Um, and so they send their kids with learning disabilities there. Yeah. Which is a terrible idea because they, like, they literally couldn't even help the kids with dyslexia. Yeah. And a big part of the reason why is because they try to treat everything with curative eurythmy. And now can you describe eurythmy a little more thoroughly before we get into this, probably? <sighs> okay, so eurythmy is, you basically, like, you kind of walk around somewhat on the balls of your feet like you're some kind of floaty little asexual angel. There's there's no, like, hip movement in it at of all. Of course not. And you move your arms in these different shapes that correspond to um, sounds in language. Mm-hmm. So, like, there are gestures for every letter of the alphabet and also for some things that aren't... Questioned. Yes, does that mean YMCA is um, with me? So there's a story about that, actually. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> see, the thing is that the the gestures don't look like the letters. Okay. But technically, a number of the gestures in the YMCA dance are also eurythmy gestures. Good. And it does good. look kind of like eurythmy. Oh my god. So we had, I can't believe, have I not told you this story before? I think you might have told me oh this story, Oh my goodness. Go on. Okay, well, the but, podcast needs to hear. Yes. So we had this eurythmy teacher who was Austrian. And by the way, there were just like, there were just like mean Austrians and Germans and Scandinavians everywhere. Yep. Like, which sounds like I'm stereotyping those countries. I'm not. I'm specifying. That these were mean that ones. That Waldorf teachers are mean people from those places. Yeah, no, like. <laughs> like. Nice yeah. Scandinavians don't become Waldorf teachers because they don't... Because they're not assholes. And they don't believe that, like, a sad child should be left to be sad. Exactly. So, anyway, we had this, like, Austrian Eurythmy teacher who was completely culturally clueless when it came to... Ju not just anything American, but, like, anything pop culture. Yeah. And we would do the YMCA dance instead of what we were supposed to be doing in Eurythmy. Yeah. And she would go, no, children, this this, this is not the movement. <laughs> this is not the movement. And get, like, really upset. So, yeah, we, we definitely would mess with Eurythmy teachers good. now and then. Um, good, good. Yeah. So, but there's, like, different aspects mm -hmm. of eurythmy like <clears throat> there's also a way to do it where it corresponds to music mm -hmm. instead of to speech um mm -hmm. it's uh, there's a lot of um mm -hmm. there are some gestures in eurythmy that look exactly like golden dawn type of posture which is no coincidence it's not a coincidence because you know steiner was steiner was in the oto 
Yeah. And left because it was too sexy. Yeah, he, he left the OTO because it was too sexy. He was in there before Aleister Crowley even got there. Yep. Um, And left because... It was too sexy, and imagine how much he would have hated it once Crowley once got... Once Crowley was in? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I kind of want to watch them fight, though. That would be really fun to watch, um, because as despicable as Aleister Crowley is, at least he had a sense of humor. Right. And, like, a sex life. Yep. Two things that I'm convinced Rudolf Steiner never, ever had at all. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you're with me. Um, there's a lot of, like, circun- circumambulating. Yep. Circumambulating. Much like in Golden Dawn or Masonic-type rituals. Yep. Round and around and around. And Sorry. so, yeah, like, in the normal Eurythmy classes, you you do all this type of nonsense. And then in curative Eurythmy, uh-huh. you do slightly different types of nonsense. To fix your dyslexia. Or... Your dyslexia, or, like, your autism, or, like, your depression, or, like, um... I know they had me go to curative Eurythmy a couple times. I don't know what it was for. I don't know what they were trying to fix. Yikes. Yeah. Also, don't they think that disabled children, uh, like physically yes. disabled children, did something really bad in a past life? Yes. So here's the thing. Um, Steiner kind of combined, like, the most douchey possible interpretations of karma with just, like, sort of like a Lutheran yeah. Protestant severity yeah um so yeah they believe that any child who is born disabled basically like willed to be incarnated in that disabled form or mind or whatever yeah um and that basically the kindest thing to do is instead of trying to like treat their disability um in this life is to like try to help them have a better incarnation next time yep which could consist of potentially like being really mean to them so that they build up better karma karma, i guess but wouldn't that fuck up your karma uh well i guess not if you're doing it for the right reason supposedly i feel like i feel like being mean to disabled children should definitely always fuck up your karma look I agree. Yeah, I I know you agree. But, like, Steiner... Is evil? Steiner is this close to being a Nazi. And the only reason that Steiner was not a Nazi is because he was kind of more of a shitty pacifist who was, like, instead of, you know, actively exterminating people of other races... We should try to help them to incarnate as white people. Yes. So, I mean, technically that's, you know, very much preferable to actively trying to exterminate people. Absolutely. But it still basically says the best thing that could happen is that you die. Yeah. Which is disgusting. Needless and, to say. like, basically because his form of genocide, like, doesn't actually work, yes, it's better. Exactly. Exactly. It's still kind of attempted genocide. Yep, he's just, like, attempting it 
completely incompetently. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. Waldorf is so weird because it seems so, like, light and fluffy and, like, light and love and new-agey bullshit and fairies and gnomes and lots of seasonal festivals. But underneath, it's kind of fascism. Um, I feel like secretly <laughs> that's what all of things like that are a little bit sometimes. <sighs> Look, I mean, there is a lot of, like, weirdly fascist New Age shit. And I don't trust it. Yeah, let's let's not make any bones about that. I am a Californian, mm-hmm. and I know, I know New Age fascism. <laughs> and so, tell me about the weird sun demon. Okay. Um. So you mean Sorath? Yeah. Is he the TV demon as well? No. No. Okay. Um. Sorry. I actually I don't know that much about Sorath. Okay. Um. Then wait, who's the TV demon? Well, it's Aramon. Oh, okay. So, Steiner believed that there were kind of three main energies, I guess. Yeah. Um, there was Lucifer. Yeah. And Lucifer to Steiner represents, like, sort of, like, excessive spirituality, weirdly. Yep. Um, and then there's Aramon who represents, like, materiality. Yeah. And they're both bad. Of course. But uh, the Christ energy... Of course. ...which is the solar energy... Good, good. um, Even though there's also a sun demon, I don't know, man. Um, The Christ energy, which is the sun, and also Archangel Michael... We always say Michael, not Michael, because Mike. I don't know. They 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 teach you to say Michael in Waldorf. Mm-hmm. Um, mediates between the uh, excessive materialism and the excessive like spirituality, and I'm pretty sure that he picked like yeah. Lucifer to be false spirituality, mainly to dunk on Madame Blavatsky. Yep. Because she has some sort of sympathetic pro-Lucifer moments. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so Aramon to Steiner is the, like... Yeah. The technological demon. Okay. And so you're not supposed to watch TV or play video games or use computers because of Aramon. Some people have pointed out that... uh, None of that shit was invented when Steiner was around, but I guess they've um, sort of... Steiner's successor. Steiner's successors have decided that that's what yeah. we're going to do. And you know what? They're, that's probably what Steiner would want, because it's stupid. So, yeah. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, Waldorf School kind of accidentally made me a Satanist. Yes. Because they forced me to watch uh, this stupid little pageant, me and all the other children. Mm-hmm. Um, they make you watch all these stupid little pageants yes. multiple times a year. 
that are sort of like medieval passion plays, but with Eurythmy. That sounds... It's horrible. You can you can look up Waldorf plays on YouTube, ironically. Oh, God. Um, I might force you to watch a little bit after this. It's horrid. Um, yeah. So they had, like, sort of a nativity play called the Shepherd's Play, and there's a St. George and the Dragon play for Michaelmas every year. Yep. Michaelmas is, like, the most important Waldorf holiday. Of course it is, because he loves Mikey. Cause, yeah, because Mike, Michael is Jesus. Mikey. Basically, yeah. Well, fuck Mike. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and then they made us watch the Paradise play, which is the fall from Eden. And um, they would always get, like, basically the person who was best at Eurythmy to play the snake and to play yep. the devil. And, you know... Also, it would always be, like, the coolest Eurythmy you've ever seen, even though cool Eurythmy is an oxymoron. But they would, like, actually, like, try to move, like, a snake. Yeah. And they'd have, like... Is that, like, the only time anyone was allowed to move their hips? Basically, yeah. When embodying the devil. And they would have, like, kind of cool, like, red makeup on. Nice. And everyone would cheer the most for the snake every time. Good. Which was, you know... Eh, you know, so it goes. Um, but they made us watch that so many times that I inevitably noticed that the snake was right and that Eve got a raw deal and everything was super authoritarian and sexist and stupid and horrid. Yep. And yeah, I I kind of, from that point onward, <laughs> it was all over in terms of me. Not being a Satanist? Yeah. Um, and also, like, the longer I was there, the more I began to rebel in various ways. Yep. Um, a lot of my interests and personality have kind of been shaped in, like, reaction against Waldorf. Yes. Which I'm at peace with, but, like, like, the Waldorf art aesthetic is, like, there's no lines it's all just kind of like soft colors in like blobs and blurs yep so naturally i'm like you know what i love pen and ink i love beardsley i love pen and ink let's have everything be fucking monochromatic yep yeah they uh mm -hmm. they left some nietzsche lying around where i could find it and um they shouldn't have let me get my hands on that shit. Mm hmm Because while fuck Nietzsche, mm -hmm. man, it was a breath of fresh air after being in that environment. Yeah. I feel like I can be excused a little bit for, like, you know, just like someone who's gone to Jesus camp getting really into Nietzsche yeah. is kind of understandable. Like, yeah. how exciting is God is dead? After all of that crap. Right? <laughs> like. Yeah, that sounds fucking real and shit. And just sort of like a philosophy that to some extent um, lifts up rebellion and yeah. individual freedom. Yep. Pretty nice after that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I dropped out in uh, 10th grade. Yep. And um, I, I just, 
I don't know. I didn't really know what was going on with me at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot was going on with me in retrospect, mm-hmm. uh, including probably gender feels that I was not conscious of. Yeah. Man, and that's another thing. Yeah. Like, this this freaking kid, he was the son of a Waldorf teacher, but he was one of my classmates. Yeah. And somehow we started talking about, like, the concept of trans people. Yeah. One time, and he was like, no, you shouldn't, you shouldn't transition. No one should, like, get surgery. Like, that's just, like, trying to avoid your karma. Like, you were born in that body for a reason. And that's very much, like... Classic Waldorf! That's, that's Waldorf. That's anthroposophy. That's exactly the kind of shit that comes out of your mouth after you've been there for ten years or more. Yeah. Um. So what was sex ed like? Oh, sex ed. Okay. Well, this is the part where I'm very happy that I have not said anything about what specific Waldorf schools I went to. Mm-hmm. Um, for one thing, they really like to sue people who criticize Waldorf. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, I don't actually want to get the heroes of this story in mm-hmm. trouble. Because even though they were Waldorf teachers, they were kind of mm-hmm. awesome in this case. Uh, <laughs> we didn't officially get sex ed mm-hmm. until sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Which is way too late. I had been not a virgin for, like, a couple years by then. Yep. Um, And the the sex ed that they gave us then, officially... Yeah. They actually showed us a video, which is very ironic, because, you know, Waldorf and evil technology. Yeah. But it was, like, better that than, like, actually have to say it to us with their own mouths (laughs) and the video was like this unbelievably stupid like story of a brave little like sperm knight mounting an attack upon the like fortified citadel of the egg like literally it was like little animations of this like i hate everything about yeah Everything about that, this, like, militaristic, like, conquest. I hate it so much. Yeah. So that was the official sex ed. Mm-hmm. Of course, there was nothing about being So there being was queer. no little, like, um... There no, was no, like, showing us how to put on a condom. No, 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 I was going to ask, so there was no, like, little demonstration with, like, felt gnome puppets? No. That would require a sense of humor. That's not something... I don't know, I feel no. like... No. Okay. Well, also, I guess he did hate sex too much for that. He hated sex way too much for that. Um, However, thankfully, several years earlier, we had received unauthorized and unofficial sex ed that was a lot better and a lot more comprehensive and a lot more, like, supportive Mm -hmm. and less shaming because my class teacher... Oh, by the way, this is another weird thing. Mm -hmm. Um, You have the same teacher first grade through eighth grade. Mm-hmm. So if you have a crappy teacher, that's crappy. And if you have an awesome teacher, it's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. At this point, I had an awesome teacher. I had changed schools. The previous Waldorf school I was at, I had a crappy teacher. First grade through fifth grade. Mm-hmm. And then sixth grade through eighth grade, I had an amazing teacher. And she conspired with an actually pretty cool Eurythmy teacher who was Dutch and had been a nurse and was like, very, like, earthy 
mm-hmm. and like sort of like uncomfortably frank about sexuality in a healthy European way. Yep. So the class teacher conspired with the arrhythmia teacher and was like, okay, let's give up one of your arrhythmia classes per week. And the arrhythmia teacher took the boys mm-hmm. or, you know, the male assigned children. Yep. And my class teacher took the girls or the female assigned children, including me. Um, I'm actually, I'm very glad that I was not in the group with the arrhythmia teacher because she like actively enjoyed embarrassing like awkward young men who did not want to talk about sex. <laughs> she probably had way too much fun. And like I don't think in a creepy or inappropriate way. Just in a like Ho ho, you are awkward. Exactly. Um But yeah, like you awkward know awkward little Americans. For like I don't know, like, probably, like, the length of an actual semester, I mm-hmm. think, once a week, um, us girls, in massive scare quotes, would, like, read our bodies ourselves mm-hmm. and have, like, sort of, like, heart-to-heart Q&A sessions mm-hmm. with our cool class teacher. Yeah. Um, it was a little bit like... Uh, what happens with Tina Fey's character in Mean Girls. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> and then, yeah, the cis boys slash yeah. if there were any... I'd be very surprised if there were any trans girls, but who knows. Uh, yeah, had to deal with the sort of, like, hearty, sporty... Yep. ...attitude <laughs> of the Eurythmy teacher. Why is that so funny? It was really funny. She was really funny. I liked her. Yep. She sounds like the sort of person who would do the gnome puppet demonstration. Yes, she would. And you know what's weird? Like, I don't, I don't understand some Waldorf teachers. Like, I, I think, I think a number of them have decided to like try to ignore the racism and tell themselves it's not like the whole point yeah or some of them may not have read because i know that the anthroposophical society or whatever the fuck it's called has kind of like intentionally not translated certain steiner texts into english yes so that at least you know those who don't read german fluently might not catch the massive racism yep um but yeah, I mean, the awesome class teacher I was talking about was a woman of color. Yeah. I don't, I will never have any idea what she was doing there. Yeah. Um, I, I have no explanation. So, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. As I'm trying to convey, it wasn't like relentlessly traumatic, you know, they weren't yeah. like using corporal punishment on us or something yeah but and like some of it's kind of pleasant like yeah especially when you're younger all the like pretty toys and the festivals holidays are a big big deal yeah as i've kind of already implied though also don't they put 
fire on children? They do put fire on children's heads, which I find really funny that this hasn't caused disaster yet. As far as we know. Yeah, as far as I, I know, I haven't heard about a Waller school being sued because a child's hair caught on fire. Um, so to celebrate the feast of St. Lucia, yep. um, they will pick out a kindergarten girl and put a wreath on her head that has uh, four candles on it. And then she walks around and they sing a little song. Yep. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. That doesn't seem safe. I'm, I'm not sure how this happened repeatedly without disaster. Because they do this every year. And it's a little insane. It's a little cuckoo, yeah. Um, but yeah, and like, leading up to Christmas is, Mm -hmm. they, they celebrate all of Advent. It is. A whole month. It is a major production. Mm-hmm. There's like St. Nicholas Day and um, the Feast of St. Martin. And you have Advent calendars and the Advent candles to count down the weeks. And the shepherds play and lots of like caroling. It's pretty festive and also pretty dang Christian. Yep. And kind of hilarious that they try to pretend that they're not a painfully Christian school. But, you know. They're also Christian in ways that are just so heretical that, like... I feel like half of Waldorf critics are furious that it's so Christian when they were told it was going to be secular. And then... And then the other half are Christians who are furious at how occult it is <laughs> yep so honestly i can't even be like yeah if you're christian it's an okay school to indoctrinate your children in yeah nor can i be like if you want your child to be raised with occult knowledge i mean partly because it's freaking racist but also it's, There's a lot of Jesus. Yeah. Um. It, it kind of seems like it. I mean, there's, I think the reason that they are not open about yeah. what they represent is because no one would like it. Yeah, no. It's not like it's some crazy, like, conspiracy. It's, it's just, just not fucking marketable, if they're honest. <laughs> yep. So... We want you to send your kid here, and we also need you to understand just how deeply we believe in In Atlantis. And gnomes, yes. Yeah. In Atlantis and gnomes. Yeah. That's, it's on the curriculum. They're going to be crucially important here. And enrollment is zero. Fuck. We've got to figure out a way around this. Exactly. Well, I mean, Steiner wasn't an idiot. He knew... From the beginning, that he couldn't just be open about what it was. And, you know, he was an occultist. Yep. Um, you know, so he recommended methods that are still used today to hide yeah. what it is. For example, he recommended that instead of saying that they were praying in school, yep. um, the prayer be referred to as an opening verse or a yep. closing verse. Yep. And we said an opening verse and a closing verse every day. 
Yep. And I was like, huh, these kind of seem like prayers, but, you know, we never called it a prayer. Yep. So I never, I didn't, like, yep. grow up thinking, oh, my God, I'm forced to pray in school. It was only after I read that that I was like, fuck. I was forced to pray in school. <laughs> yes. Also, aren't you not allowed to have plastics? You're really not supposed to have plastics, no. Which is like... Give children plastics. Yeah. It It's a little bit of a solid aesthetic choice in some ways. If you're into, like, everything is all, like, natural-seeming or whatever. But it's pretty pointless. And, I don't know, I would have been very unhappy growing up without Barbie. Yeah. Yeah. I I think... I mean, everyone broke the rules a little bit. Yeah. Um, to be frank, the cooler and more popular kids yeah. were the ones who got to break the rules more. Yeah, that's such a thing. Yeah. So, like, my parents were fairly into adhering to all the Waldorf stuff. Yeah. And I wasn't super into, like, bullying my parents into letting me watch TV. Mm-hmm. So I was incredibly uncool. Yep. And, you know, you'd think maybe in a Waldorf school that wouldn't make you uncool. No. But it did because... No, that's always the way yeah. it works. Yeah. Um, like, everyone else was kind of... As I mentioned, I was one of the, um, my family was middle class, but we were, like, Waldorf poor. Yeah. And everyone else was kind of Veruca Salt. Yeah. <laughs> like, a little bit. So, of course, they didn't have to refrain from watching TV. Yep. Of course, they got their, like, Spice Girls Barbie dolls and shit. Yep. <laughs> like, who was going to stop them? Not their parents yikes well mm -hmm. then yeah i know that we've been going on for quite a while yeah. did you have any more questions um i think that's about it okay i you know what i do want to tell a couple of stories yes. though as we're ending because i realized i want to tell the star wars stories yes those seem important so the the resistance of Waldorf children against Waldorf is very real and begins quite early. early. So um, another horrible thing they do in Waldorf is they make you learn how to play the recorder, fucking soprano recorder. Yep. Never give soprano recorders to a classroom full of second graders. If you value your fucking eardrums, you, you have never heard anything more shrill yep. in your life. But anyway... Um, they gave us all soprano recorders, like, mm -hmm. damn fools. And um, the original Star Wars films had just been re-released. Mm -hmm. And The Phantom Menace came out shortly thereafter. So what was the first thing we all played on our soprano recorders? Good. Super loud. You know, like, asynchronously. Um... And then we we were deprived of video games, largely. Yep. So we would get bored in class, and we noticed that the reflection of the scissors that we had been issued mm -hmm. on the classroom ceiling looked like 
TIE fighters. Yep. And so we would have, like, TIE fighter fights on the ceiling. Yep. And the teacher was oblivious to what was happening literally over his head. Yep. But the best thing that happened was we were all supposed to say the closing verse at the end of the day one time. Mm -hmm. And this one kid starts chanting, Do we like Jar Jar Binks? We hate Jar Jar Binks. And we all took up the chant. And it was like five solid minutes of anti-Jar Jar sentiment while this square-ass Waldorf teacher who doesn't know who or what a Jar Jar Binks is desperately tries to regain control of the classroom. It was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So, Waldorf. Don't send your kids there. I like really don't. It is don't. it is very expensive and also like the academics aren't that good. The academics are really not that good. And there is the possibility of your child getting kind of tortured. Uh yeah. Like ugh, especially if your kid is if you're not white and or your kid is not white, have mercy and pity. Yep. Um also including if you're Jewish, honestly. Yep. Don't do that shit to yourself or your child. And um, um, if your child has any learning disabilities whatsoever, forget it. If your kid is in any way not neurotypical, forget it. If your kid is starting to turn out queer or trans, no, forget it. Um, and just generally, though, like your child's going to end up kind of like under socialized and weirdly lacking in cultural knowledge and don't do that and like that's kind of the best case scenario so yeah so just or you know turn into a satanist like me yep so you know waldorf don't do it yeah there's Um, there are much better uses for the money that you could be spending on waldorf tuition like Therapy for your child. Or, or, like, literally just go to Vegas and spend it all. Yep. If you must waste it. Yep. That's all I'm saying. Waste it on garden gnomes, if you love gnomes that much. (laughs) All right. Well. Do we have a backward satanic message? Yes, we do. So, uh, this has been Speak of the Devil. The overly chill satanic podcast. Um, and... And the official podcast of the First Church of Morningstar. We don't know how the congregation is still letting us get away with this. Um, Um, we can be reached at morningstarcongregation at gmail.com. Send us photos of your snakes. Yes, um, you can friend us at uh, Morningstar Congregation on Facebook. Yep. Um, on Twitter, we are Saint Morningstar. Yep. Uh, uh, or Speak of the Dev. Oh, yes, yeah, Speak of the Dev. Which I never update. Podcast, yeah, never update. Um, you can... No, it's just Speak of the Dev. Oh, okay. On Twitter. Um, yeah. Yeah, you should, you should. Uh, friend us. And send us pictures of snakes. Indeed. Until next time, hail Satan. Hail fucking Satan and fuck Rudolf Steiner. Nemo.